Hey guys, welcome to our first ever episode of The Manic Mindset. It's debuting. Yes, we're so excited. We're just so grateful for all the support that we received. So we're going to start it off with what is Manic Mindset and what it looks like for us and what it doesn't look like. Yeah. So let's get right to it. Um, Manic Mindset for me is where the genius happens. It's one of my most favorite things ever. Um, I think for some people, they're probably like, oh, no, this is not our favorite thing about her. But (laughs) um, it's where some of my greatest ideas come from. And I really felt like it was something that I needed to talk about. Um, Most of my team, which Lynn and I are on the same team together. We do real estate together. And um, a lot of the girls are like, "Uh uh-oh. Haley's going manic. <laughs> we know when it's coming. It's like a storm brewing. <laughs> yes. And I love it. I mean, I do have, I do crash after a while, but I love it because I get so much done mm-hmm. and I have like this clear vision and I can't stop it. It's like ready to go. You got to put it on paper and get it in motion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't sleep for a couple days either. So basically Lynn and I were kicking around doing a podcast and we felt like this was going to be it because we could really help other people who are entrepreneurs grow and be successful in their business. Absolutely. And I feel like we kicked around what was it going to look like? What was it going to be about? Who's it going to be for? Um, And I feel like one of the things that people fall into when they have this great idea is trying to narrow it down to specifically to like, hey, this is for moms. Mm -hmm. Like this is for everybody because we're moms. We're entrepreneurs. We do real estate. We do all these things. So trying to encompass a really closer look at like the mindset, Mm -hmm. how we get where we're going, and really importantly, how we execute it. Because that can apply to everybody. You can take the things that we kind of go over and apply them to your marriage, to motherhood, to your entrepreneurship. So doing all those kind of things is really just exciting. We're happy to share it. Yes. Um, I'm really excited about it. So a few things that people will ask me is, you know, I feel like you just work all the time. And yes, I do work a lot. I, I love what I do. So I, I mean, it's step one. That's step one. <laughs> love what you do. And if you don't love it, you need to find something about it that you like or love and really try and grow that part of it and be hyper-focused on that. Um, So I don't really feel like I'm working all the time. There are times where I'm like, I don't think I've had a day off in like 23 days. That's kind of weird. That's (laughs) weird. But I'm very hyper-focused in my business and I don't really feel bad for that. No apologies. No apologies. None. So when you feel it coming, you know that it's coming. It's like a burning fire. It's a train. It It's coming and you know that it's going to be amazing and great. And you only, you hope that those that are around you are on board with it. Mm-hmm. I accept nothing less when it comes to um, building my business and the people that I put around me. I don't accept laziness. I have, I set a standard very, very high. I feel like if my life is busy, your life is busy, um, if whatever's important to you in that moment, you will execute it and make it work. Um, That's that manic moment. Those are those times where you are so tired, but you still can't put it down. You can't stop it. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Um, So I would say for me, when I feel that manic coming, it's really being as organized as you possibly can. 
Um, lot, I do lots of notes. I have a calendar, you know, things like that, that I keep to, um, to stay on track of whatever I'm building. Mm -hmm. So if it's like a podcast, you know, I try to map that out. What does that look like? Obviously I have Lynn who helps me really spearhead (laughs) a lot of these things. I just help you focus that manic because when you don't focus it, it controls you. And if you focus it and you harness that for where it needs to be and what it needs to be pushed towards, that's when that genius comes in. But if you just let that run you over like a freight train Mm -hmm. there goes everything and we do like a parking lot Mm -hmm. so one of the things that we do for our business is we do have multiple um dry erase boards i love dry erase boards my office is covered in them i think it's amazing big ones and sticky notes yeah (laughs) um but i do think it's important too like when you're having these ideas you write them down you can put them in a category of what's most important and when you're going to be working on that. So for us, we have a parking lot. Mm -hmm. And that when it comes out of that parking lot and it goes to like my notes, I have a note system on my phone. That is what I'm working on in that moment. And I will check it off, check it off, check it off. Doesn't mean I won't start something else. But I have to feel confident that this is pretty well executed before I would start something major again. Mm -hmm. Um, We do a lot of events. We, um, we have our hands on a lot of things, I feel like, (laughs) but just like the podcast, like it was on our list to do, it came out of the parking lot and it's getting executed. And here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, we do a lot of charity events, you know, we have a charity event coming out in September. It's a glow walk. So that will probably come out of the parking lot. And I would say in the next two months, it'll start coming out and we will work our ways through that shared notes, vendors, emails, like whatever that has to happen. And we do it in a way that even though it feels manic, that's the excitement of the business, but Mm -hmm. we're able to execute that using a system. And that manic is really when you have so many passionate ideas, like you're, you know, a fire in your belly of these things that is like, I have so many things pouring out of me. I need to dump them in that parking lot. And then when I have the time to focus on that event, that charity, that, you know, execution of that thing, taking it from the parking lot to putting it in my phone and getting it on the, you know, this is what's currently happening. I feel like that's taking it from theory to reality. Mm -hmm. So I have this genius idea, like example, we're going to start a podcast that sat on that parking lot board for a year. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a single other thought for it. And then when there was room to move that over, then it became five dry erase boards after six hours of lots of wine and ideas and Alexa play Biggie to kind of figure out what that looked like. But once that moves over from that parking lot, now I'm, it's getting all my attention. Right Now you're getting subcategories. How do we do it? Who's the audience? All these things. But for a while, it was just this idea up in the clouds, sitting in the parking lot not ready really to be prioritized. And I do feel like I have friends that will have these like genius ideas and I'll be like, that's amazing. You need to write it down. Mm -hmm. You need to put it on paper and come up with a plan. You don't have to start it today. Yeah. But you need to be at some point focused on that or it's just always going to be a pipe dream. So I hate pipe dreams. Mm -hmm. I hate them because they just stay in a pipe. They never come out. And I feel like... You know, if you're like, oh, I have this great idea, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. And I I know people hear that all the time, right? But until you write it down and you come up with a plan, even in the manic moments, like I have these manic moments. Yes, I do. They're they're amazing. I love them. When they come, I'm like, it's going to be so great, right? But you have to like really hone in on those. You got to write those down and come back to those when you're not in a manic 
moment, right? Yeah. Because those mom- those things do not require moments. They require time spent, vision. You know, they you have to have you have to have an execution plan. Absolutely. Um, so I do think that's important. If you put something out there, like you have to be realistic as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm in my 30s and I'm short. I'm not going to go, hey, next year I want to be like an NBA all-star. Right. Be realistic about things. But I'm going to put something on that parking lot. Like I want to have the biggest event Kane Bay's ever seen. Mm-hmm. That is achievable. That is achievable. Is it a task and a half? Absolutely. But it's achievable. And how much do you want it? Mm-hmm. How much are you willing to spend on it? What kind of volunteers are you getting? Sponsors, all those things. So you take that idea, you put it up there, and then like you said, when your manic kind of comes down and you can be hyper-focused on something that needs your attention, that's when you move it over. And that's when you start figuring out, what do I need to achieve this? But being realistic, having a timetable, knowing like, I can do this, but this isn't the year, you have to know all those things. And Mm -hmm. if you're not honest with yourself, none of those things get off the ground. Right. No, I agree. So I also feel like the drive. Are you, do you have the drive in your day-to-day life in order to add other things to it? So in my mind, like I have drive every day. I might not be manic every day, Mm -hmm. but um, I have drive every day to level up, be better, be a better person, my mindset, my goals, um, my work, whatever it is, my children, my family, my house, like I constantly add a new um, standard to what my morning looks like. So if you're going to let something come along and knock off whatever that idea is off the parking lot or off your next board, then you're not ready to do it. No. If someone can go, can't be done. And you're going to go, you're right. But if you know that it's something that's achievable, you've got to make sure you have the drive to do it or it's not going to get done. hundred percent. And just like getting up every morning and I make my bed, right? I don't want to make my bed every day, but I have the drive to know that 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 has to be done for me. You already know why I'm laughing at you. (laughs) I know. Lynn doesn't make her bed, but that's okay. Um, But you still have a standard of what you do every day that requires some sort of drive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then we have, you know, those list of items that are on top of like whatever your standard looks like for the day. Mine is make my bed, maybe start a load of dishes, you know, start Mm -hmm. a little laundry. Then I'll do my mindset work and all of these things. But I still have drive to do those and then some. Yeah. So you can't just go, I really want to, you know, make six figures this year and sit on the couch. Yeah, that's not how that works. If only. If, if only. only. If, if it was only. easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. That's the thing. And for, you know, for me personally, I've been broke before mm-hmm. and I am not at all in any means at a financial point that I want to be at in my life. I want to be in a better financial status. I feel like everybody always wants to be in a, even billionaires want to be in a better financial status yeah. all the time, right? But you have to be willing to do some things for free mm-hmm. and have that same amount of drive then that you would is it as if you were making six figures as well. Absolutely. So if you don't have the drive to get it off the ground for free, you probably aren't going to have the drive to do it at a paid amount. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just look at it like that. You know, when we started real estate, I started real estate, I was broke, broke. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't have a lot of money to my name. Um, I've always been really good about keeping my debt to income really low, but I didn't have a lot of money and I had to spend a lot of money 
to get where I'm at in in this world of real estate. Which is pretty typical with anything that has a, a big reward. I see a lot of people light this fire and then it fizzles out really quickly. Because they realize it's not just handed to you. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of sleepless nights. Mm-hmm. And that's with anybody who is an entrepreneur growing any kind of business. It's not just in real estate. It's not just in an MLM company. I see a lot of people will go, oh, she got in on the ground of the MLM company and that's mm-hmm. why she's successful. No, she's, yeah. she's successful. She Maybe she did get lucky on that. And maybe she um, did get out of the ground. But in order to keep that status, earn those things that they had to earn, they had to hustle. They had to grind. They had to they had to have some kind of drive. Just like if you're starting a business, you know, my husband's starting a new business. It requires a lot of drive. I've had a lot of conversations with him. There's no sleep mm-hmm. right now in this building season and moment. Yeah. Um, if you work a nine to five. It still takes a lot of drive to go, okay, I work a nine to five, I really want to get a raise or I want to level up or I want to create this business so I don't have to work my nine to five. You're going to be doing that for free, yeah. right? Because you got to go to your nine to five, but you got to build this business on the side too. That's going to require drive. But if you're not willing to do that, okay, so say you want to start off with something. Let's say it's an event, right? I want to have this biggest event that this town's ever seen but I want to get sponsors and stuff. How how are you convincing somebody, hey, give me a $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 sponsorship tier, and it's evident that you're not putting a foot forward, not a mm-hmm. penny forward. In what world is someone going to follow you and flock to that and want to be a part of that if you're not passionate about it, it's not coming out of your pores, mm-hmm. that that's something that you believe in? Yeah. You have to be willing to take the same risk as everybody else or no one's on board because it's so evident. And these people that fizzle out, are people that everybody in the room can tell that you don't even want to be here. Why the heck would we invest in that? Right. And that's not investment as far as financial. That's an investment as far as support, putting you on, referrals, pushing your event, promoting it, all of these things. And I feel like one of our biggest things, especially in real estate, is that we are the go-to people because we will do all the things. Yeah. If I have to come in because you're not home and clean up your house because those are showing, I'm going to be there doing it. There are so many people, nope, not for me. I don't get paid for that. I don't really care because mm-hmm. it's good for you and it's good for me. And it's good for my business. And you're always going to call me because you can always count on me. Absolutely. And if I'm not willing to put my name on something that's perfection, what am I here for? Right. Why am I going to stamp my name on something that's not top tier? Right. And I do hear a lot of people say that, especially, um, I mean, I used to work as a food and beverage manager or supervisor at a casino and Why'd you just do that? (laughs) So I worked as a food and beverage supervisor at a casino and a lot of times, and this is going to go towards people with nine to fives and that mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Not in my job description. I don't get paid for that. Yeah. You know what? I did a whole lot of things that were not in my job description that I did not get paid for. And there's a couple of reasons why I did them. One, I was in a position where I had employees that were underneath of me and I was their supervisor. And so it was important for me to set a standard for them. If I'm willing to do it, you should be willing to do it. Mm -hmm. If I'm willing to go out on the dock and move a keg um, and mop the floors in the, the freezer, you should be willing to do that. If I'm willing to change bibs when they're out, you know, 
on the casino floor, you should be willing to do that. I will unload a truck. I will do the dirty work right along with you. And so setting that standard, even though that's not in my job description, and I used to have people that were higher up than me, why is she in there doing that? That's mm-hmm. not in her job description. It is adding value to who I am in the position that I'm in um, because people will respect you because they know that you are not better than them. You are adding value to to their life as well. And you understand what they have to do day to day. Right. And so the, the thing that gets me, my gears going, it used to be is not my job. I don't get paid for it. You know what? I do a lot of things that aren't my job that mm-hmm. I don't get paid for, but you do them because you're playing a long game. Yeah. You know, you're you want people to respect you and you want to level up in your career. Well, you have to understand all aspects of what you're doing in order to level up. So, if you're working in a a job where um you want to move to the next level, Having a support system below you is very important. Mm -hmm. Having those employees who will rally around you, who, you know, you've supervised because they respect you, that's going to be important because management higher up is definitely going to be like, she has the respect of the people that she works with on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And um, she goes above and beyond the call of duty. Those things like that matter. So if you're fine with what you're doing and you do not want to level up and you do not, you're like, nope. I actually don't want any more of that. You're probably listening to the wrong podcast right now. Bare minimum is not where it's at. Not it's for not me. Where it's at. Nope. And if you are bending over backwards to be in those trenches with those people, when you get to a certain point in leadership, you're either going to lead the pack or they're going to turn around and throw you to the wolves. And you have to decide oh, which one and, it is. <laughs> and it's you're usually the one who's seen out the door if they throw you to the pack. Mm-hmm. Because just like you having, there's only a, there's a handful of managers, right? Mm-hmm. There's a huge pack of employees Yeah, who will make or break you. And I guarantee you, ask any employee in any building, in any job, who has your back? Who would you follow into the fire? And who will you outright just watch be burned at the stake? And I guarantee you mm-hmm. there's a name for both those questions. Oh, yeah. So you get to decide which one you're going to be. And you're either... Word of mouth is everything. So whether it's wanting a promotion or whether it's in a job like our career where you're literally referral-based, if I don't do my job well, if I don't show value, if I don't show you the difference of using me compared to Joe Schmo down the street, that doesn't do anything for me. You are either going to have somebody that speaks high volumes of you and that turns into business or promotions or accolades or just general respect, Mm -hmm. which gets you all those things in turn anyway, or you have somebody that every time you turn around is whispering behind your back, is wondering if you'd have their back. You know, they don't want to come to you with things. And that is not how you lead. No. And if you can't grasp that concept or make the time for what matters or show that you're different in those aspects, you will fail. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And then I also like to talk about the double down. Mm-hmm. The doubling down on whatever it is that you have in your mind or that is on your vision board that is, you know, in those manic moments. So when I have those manic moments, I'm ready to double down. Mm -hmm. This is the time where we grow. This is the time where we are the most successful. This is where stuff happens. This is where it gets done. Um, I love looking back at my vision board or my goal list or whatever it is that I've created. Mm -hmm. I'm like, did it? Yeah. Didn't. Done. Check it off. Check it off. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. <laughs> Actually, the things that I set for myself for this year, mm-hmm. 
I have more than half of them completed as of today (laughs) because of this podcast. Mm -hmm. But I'm ready to double down. I'll do anything that it takes to get it done if it's on my mind. You know, if I want to be a top producing agent, mm-hmm. I, what do I got to do? What do I have to do to be a top producing agent? I got to work harder than the next person. Yeah. I got to sleep a little less. I have to put my hands in all different kinds of pots. It just takes that. There's there are some people who are willing to do that. that do and there's things. some people who are absolutely not willing to do mm-hmm. it. They'll sit back, they'll look at your success and think that you came by it easily. Mm-hmm. But are you willing to sacrifice the things that it takes mm-hmm. to get to that level of success? Even on, I have people on my own team that I absolutely love and adore that are not willing to make the sacrifices and not willing to put in the extra work that it will require for them to become the agent that they want to be, not the agent that I want them to be, but the agent that they want to be, that success level, right? Having those mindset blockers, Mm -hmm. stopping them from leveling up. I see it, I see it all the time, not just on my team, but I see it a lot. Oh, it's rampant in life. It's rampant Mm -hmm. in the day to day. And I feel like there's a hundred people that can start a podcast, right? There's a million people that can be a realtor. Like there's all of these people that can offer all the same things. So if you do not find a way to show your value, show that you're different, show that there's a reason that you kind of sit above those people and why someone should choose you, why would they? Right. Why would they? And if you are not willing to do those sacrifices, lose that sleep, give up that thing on the weekend, whatever it may be, not that that's an everyday thing. I support boundaries. I'm here for it. But there are also seasons where I don't get to have boundaries. Yes. And there's things that I get to miss. And, you know, luckily I have a support system that allows me to do that. But everybody can go do, you know, that fun thing they wanted to do on Saturday. And everybody's going to give that up. Yeah. To get the deal, to get the job done. And you mentioned, so there's two things that you mentioned. You mentioned adding value and you mentioned having boundaries. Mm -hmm. I love the thought process of adding value. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but how do I add value in my business? Mm -hmm. Okay. You're starting off great because now you want to talk about like, how am I going to add value? Take a look around at whatever business you're in and those people who are successful and what are they doing different that you're not doing? Mm -hmm. Create that list. Yeah. Now double double down and do it better than they did it. Exactly. Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to look and I'm going to go, oh, he did that really. I love that he did that to his business, right? How can I make it better? How can I double down? But I would have done it this way. Right. So... That, to me, is adding value to your business. That person did not invent the wheel. Yeah. (laughs) They just made it better. Mm -hmm. So do that and make it better than what they made it. Yeah. I think that that's huge in any kind of business setting that you are trying to grow or, you know, your own personal, anything personal, anything like that. Double down, make it better. Mm -hmm. So I think that was really important when you were talking about adding value. Um, the other thing that I completely forgot what we were just talking about, (laughs) which is okay. (laughs) I said adding value and Mm. what was my other one? Mm. Oh, you can't remember it either. I can't remember either. (laughs) Ah, I remember what it is. Boundaries. Mm. I 
do not have a lot of boundaries when it comes to I know that's right to working <laughs> I don't um, I do feel like I'm in the building phase of my business. I always feel like I'm in the building phase, right? Mm-hmm. I So I don't know when those boundaries will go away. But I know a lot of people that have boundaries and respectfully, I don't respect it. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. So Lynn, you always say like, you know, I understand, you know, some people have boundaries and I get that. And I probably do have some kind of boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to go show houses at midnight, you know, yeah. I, I will shut my phone off. I will go to airplane mode. Like there are things against that I will do will. against we, my will. We do it for her. <laughs> we they don't have, tell her. <laughs> they have. And I'm like, what's wrong with my phone? <laughs> but I feel like that exists in like, I don't mean that like you have lines you don't draw, right? Like I love mm-hmm. to be at my kids' events. That doesn't mean I get to be at all of them. Things sometimes right. come in the way. Do I go above and beyond a schedule around that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I mean being respectful even as someone's like a team lead in your position, right? Like I, I'm kind of forced to respect and of course I want to. Someone's having a baby. Someone had surgery. Someone's family member passed away. Those are kind of immovable things, right? Mm-hmm. That you you obviously understand and comprehend and allow. Right. But there's certain things if there's these like personal boundaries that are ridiculous constant ridiculous like you know and I'm gonna call myself out here like I have a lash appointment mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean but also like we also call each other out on that like right. I will move things that maybe should be boundaries that I shouldn't move like if I'm overdue for the doctor and you're like if you reschedule it one more time yeah. I'm hiring you need like, a vitamin <laughs> you need like a, a actual infusion cannot get it you, yeah. you cancel it and did not get it done like mm-hmm. that is a boundary that you should definitely respect, <laughs> yeah, I right? Yeah, I should stand by that one. <laughs> but, you know, and this is going to sound absolutely harsh, and some people are not going to agree with it. Again, I'm mm-hmm. on a level of growth and development every day, just like everybody else should be. But mm-hmm. I'm also at a standard of you, this is how I became successful. Yeah. This is the standard that I've set for myself, and this is also a standard that I've set for people around me. And if you don't have a lot of those things that I'm talking about, I mm-hmm. don't probably have a ton of respect for you. And it's not yeah. mean. I respect you as a person, right? But maybe I don't respect like the your work your ethic. Your hustle. I your, don't respect your, the hustle. Yeah, I don't respect the hustle. Mm-mm. So setting those boundaries, make sure that when you're ready to grow your business and you want to really um, level up and you're looking at somebody on the outside and you're like, I want to be as successful as them. I want to make six figures a year. I want to have this business. I want to have this success because everybody always told me I couldn't and now I, and now I have it. My, I didn't come from a family like that. And now, and now I'm, I'm setting standards for what it looks like for my children, right? Mm -hmm. Be careful with the amount of boundaries that you set Mm -hmm. because you're set every time you set a boundary in your business you're shutting down a door next thing you know you're in a closed building alone exactly yep (laughs) and you know you're not not willing to do social media Mm -hmm. you're not willing to post about your family stuff which i get i do understand that protecting your children things like that right Mm -hmm. but you got to add some value it somewhere you're not willing to do this you're not willing to to do that there are just certain things that you over the time of creating this business that you want so bad, you've set so many boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't answer the phone after five. Oh my gosh, gets my gears going. <laughs> gets my gears going when I call an agent. Mm-hmm. That goes to voicemail. Hi, if you're calling me right now, you're calling during dinner time and family time. What? We are in sales. <laughs> People just got off work. It's five o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. 
absolutely not. Are they supposed to call you at like, I don't know, their 15 minute break during work? It's like when people like close the car dealerships on Sundays. Excuse me? That's when I'm off to car shop. What are you doing? Well, it's funny (laughs) because I came to South Carolina from Indiana and Indiana, they are closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. South Carolina, they open up after 12 o'clock because they respect the fact that it's church time. Yeah. But now it's You get your thing. Car time. We also have work to do. Yes. But my big thing, and I feel like it's kind of where we can, you know, stop torturing you guys for today. But I feel like the biggest thing is, especially if you knock on my door, don't ask me for the keys of the kingdom if you're not ready to live here. Yes. Don't do it. Oh, so good. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me how to be successful and then laugh at the things I tell you. Don't ask me what makes me get to these points and what makes me have these clients and makes me have these, you know, events and goals that I achieve and then be unwilling and unyielding in your execution of them. You do what you want to do over there and it turns out how it turns out. If you want my cliff notes, be on board or get out. Yep. Love it.